Nothing like Irene's bedroom. It's her guest room. <laughs> she doesn't let you in. No, it's grooming day is coming up. She has to prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off limits until that happens. Uh, boys, well, welcome to the show. I uh, hope your weekends were okay, Ray. It was great. Bill, great, thank you. I had a great weekend. Thanks. Thanks for awesome. asking. Uh, let's get to your opening takes. Why don't you start us off, Bill? Where, where, where do you want to start the show, uh, the Simple Mind Sports Show today? Uh, I just want to wish a happy farewell to the 68-year-old bag of cancer. Jerry Remy is that fucking prick has finally left this earth. I, I think I'm the only one in New England that is actually happy that I don't have to hear his decrepit voice on the Red Sox games anymore. Thank you, you enabling cunt bag. I'm glad you're dead. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll take the field on that one. Uh, Jerry Remy passed away uh, <laughs> over the weekend from uh, his seventh battle with cancer, uh, lung cancer, I think it was. Uh, say what you want about his enabling, which was a problem for his son, who was a murderous prick. Uh, Jerry Remy was the voice of the Red Sox when the Red Sox became uh, the Red Sox, in which they are now after two thousand and three. Uh, you know, we we had we are a generation that had some iconic sports uh, going on and figures and um, the announcers are all part of that. And Jerry Remy was part of it. Whether you like him, which most people cared for Remy or whether you hate him, Bill and a handful of, you know, Nazi supporters probably hated him. So uh, rest in peace, Jerry Remy. <laughs> Kurt Schilling probably hated Jerry Remy. That's mm-hmm. true. Raymond. Uh, Bill Belichick needs to get a hold of Jim McNally because the Patriots are tied for uh, second with the most fumbles in the NFL right now. Ball security is one of these things that we never thought we'd see ever from this team. It's not their blueprint. It's always about ball security, you know, not making the mental mistakes, the turnovers and all that stuff. So Belichick better get Jim McNally on the phone because we need some deflated balls so these guys can hold on to them. Wow. After that win, you're going, uh, your opening take, a fumbling issue negative take from the Patriots. Yep. But they have one turnover, Kendrick Jesus. Ford fumble. Also, can you turn up your mic a little bit there, Ray? Um, my opening take is also football-related, less so Patriots, but just that the AFC has opened itself up to a wide-open landscape, and the, and the Patriots are right in the middle of it. Fumbles or no fumbles, Raymond. The Patriots are in the middle of this AFC playoff picture. Um, suck it. I guess I, I didn't, I didn't think we we're going to have to deal with Ray, the heel this show after their first impressive win of the season. But I guess, I guess that's where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll going. also, obviously we'll get a little world, world series update. Bill heart still is still ticking. Uh, that's good. Still there. Patriots chargers. Uh, a lot of Patriots chargers. Of course, the NFL trade deadline is today as we record this. And as it's released uh, at 11 o'clock every morning during the week, and uh no 12 o'clock sorry at noon for your lunch break or three o'clock on youtube please rate uh subscribe rate review uh a little bruins talk uh they won and the celtics suck again that's your rundown uh welcome to the simple mind sports show fat tuesday november 2nd remember build the heat on yet we can't tell you're in irene's guest room yeah no the show. <laughs> fucking guy <laughs> Uh, as always, we are brought to you by White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, in Nashville, New Hampshire, right? Dress Place. 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to the brewery, get yourself a flight, get yourself a pint, check out the games. They got a flash screen, beautiful bar down there. If you can't get to the brewery uh, to get their local uh, new stouts, new porters, uh, they got all of your good crappy weather beer drinking stuff going on down there. Get it at your local beer store, wherever you get it. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you. Uh, so you, Bill, you were just, you were strapped with a little bit of, uh, trick-or-treating duty as well. As yeah. You, what a yeah. change, man. What a fucking change, man. When I saw that text, I was out trick-or-treating with the kids who I was like, does this someone have Bill's phone? Like, who is this fucking guy? I, I streamed it on my phone as I was walking. <laughs> it was good. I got to watch it. It was it, it, six, six o'clock was like the worst time to go. No shit. 
Oh my Christ! I had That's a uh, I, I had a little I had a little con- uh, conflict as well. Mine ended up being a little bit better because my daughter is a little too young to do like proper trick or treating. So I just set up my phone and a heater and handed out candy to fucking kids as they walk by, and I caught. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got I got a good smart man piece of the second half there but uh i did miss a portion of it i went back and watched the game i'm a true professional i i got i got the uh i got the gist of it and ray you were handing out uh our delicious uh some white birch brewing to the uh to the locals yep to my neighbors yep absolutely they came over kids have some candy adults you thirsty would you like a fresh crisp white birch brewing beer and uh we got some takers it was great uh, you want an ipa you want to talk about some wrestling yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what I want to talk about real quick here, Bill, in a minute or less. Uh, we were doing some texting last night. Uh, I think the last one I had was fucking Grand Slam. Oh, my God, fucking Grand Slam. Oh, my God, Braves. I thought you were going to have a heart attack uh, just due to the ejaculation that was going on through our text exchange. <laughs> uh, and then I went to bed a little early last night. I uh, woke up to uh, Astros come back in very Astros fashion. And uh, Billy Braves baseball didn't get his win last night. How are you feeling? Uh, still nervous. I mean, you know, they blew a three-run lead to the Dodgers last year, and you know, it's still they're they're losers. You know, I mean, Atlanta's just a lose loser city. They haven't won since '95. You know, the World Series, but that Charlie Morton injury is catching up to him because that's his start last night. You know, you went Game Four and Game Five with with Lee in Game Four, who was his first career start, first player ever for first major league start in a World Series. Lasted three batters, one out. And then he went to another bullpen, basically a bullpen guy. He was a starter, but he just came off the 60-day DL. I mean, this Charlie Morton injury is huge. Thankfully, he got that 3-2 lead. You know, you should have um, Fear, Fryer going going game six. So hopefully, I mean, you know, your bats are hot. You know, Freddie Freeman came up. I thought, you know, once you went back up 5-4, you, you were in there with the way Minter's playing, Matzik's been pitching, and then Will Smith at the back end of that Braves bullpen has been fucking money all postseason, and it's just... You should have said he's been getting jiggy with it. You fucking idiot. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I missed that opportunity. Also, sorry. that was the most unenthusiastic deadbeat talk I've heard. And, you know, it fits. It's World Series. It's baseball. It's Braves versus Astro. Who really gives a fuck except for the, uh, you know, those... Degenerates. Degenerates. <laughs> Degenerate Jerry Remy hating fucking Confederates. Just wanted uh, to win that. so bad. I, I just wanted to win so bad. Please. Yeah, no, they'll probably lose. Astros, this is a very Astros thing to do. Come back yep. and then take it at home. Next so, Framer, home. I love Framer Valdez in the World Series, giving up like 10 hits, eight runs, four strikeouts, was, three walks, and he pitches eight innings against the Red Sox and shuts them yeah, down. Yeah, go back to our Red Sox talk. Was that more uh, Astros coming through or the Red Sox just lack of balls after being shut down for one lack game? Lack of balls. Yeah, lack of balls in the sticky icky icky. Yeah, lack of sticky icky, that's for sure. Uh, you know who didn't lack balls yesterday? Um, but maybe some sticky icky, apparently, according to Ray. That rhymed. Uh, the Patriots. Patriots go out there and get a win in LA, not San Diego, in LA, uh, against the Chargers, second year in a row, traveling out to the West Coast and getting that lead 27 to 24. Uh I'll throw it to you there, Ray, with your fucking hometown. Usually you're the homer on this, but you start out with a football, with a fumbling issue. You always you always take it, you know, Bill, let's start out with the obvious one here. Let's start with Ray and his fumbling issue for the Patriots getting a win on the West Coast. Go ahead, Raymond. Your uh, opening, well, opening right. thoughts on the Patriots game. Uh, well, my thoughts one. is that they're fumbling too much. They have six lost fumbles already in the season. This is not the Patriots' DNA. This is not something that you're used to seeing. And if we're going to be the 10-7 and seven team like we're thinking now because we are going on a little bit of a run, they need to have ball security. This is not like them. You know, you've seen it. Uh, uh, Ding Dong fumbling. Kendrick Bourne's been fumbling. The running back, J.J. Taylor's been fumbling. It's not like us. We need to have better ball security. It's the mental mistakes that you don't usually see these Patriots teams making. I can't believe this is what we're harping on after a pretty good road win. You travel yeah, to the West we, Coast. Can we take shut a down couple the- steps back and focus on the fact that uh, they won? Not handily, but they had a 10-point lead with two minutes left in the game. And if, and if it wasn't for some garbage touchdown by your worst cornerback that never should have happened, you would have won this game by 10, kind of going away with it after – Mac Jones, your rookie quarterback, worst had a game in the okay year. start. Had a real shitty game in the middle for the majority of the middle of that game. But then when you needed him, went four for four on a seven-minute game-ending drive that ended in a field goal because they 
kind of wanted it to end in a field goal. They weren't going for a touchdown, game. yeah. And that you gave you exactly what you needed to go out there and get a win. That game was almost exactly what we asked for, frankly. Almost exactly what we asked for. Sure, there was mistakes that we can get to. Um, I have Josh McDaniels at the top of that list, and we can get into that. But, Bill, don't you agree? You know, specifically talking about this team being a couple plays away from being a, a, a really good record and in control of their destiny. Well, they made those plays yesterday at the end of the game, and they won. They were better than the Chargers. Yeah, and I thought it was, you know, good growth in Mac. I thought, again, I think I te- texted in the first half. This was as, is definitely his worst game as a pro. Yeah. I think at one point he missed eight straight passes, and there was a lot of passes that were sailing over wide receivers' head. He, I mean, it wasn't that he was just thrown incomplete. He was a lot of uncatchable balls, a lot of, you know, rookie mistakes that we haven't been accustomed to seeing out of Mac Jones. But, I, when you know, when you had a seven-minute drive, when you go four for four, that was a big boy drive. That was his best drive of the game to ice the game. We haven't seen it yet. You've seen him turn the ball back over to the other team, Tampa included, to let Brady march down when you had a chance. When you were winning, you had a chance to to kind of ice that game. Same thing with um, Dallas. You could have had a chance in that game, too, and you kind of turn it on, and this is what you want. And this is a good good Chargers team. You know, that's a good offense, good young offense, you know, especially the way it started. You had a good drive. The first, You know, you go up down 7 nothing. You come right back down, and you march right down and score a touchdown. I mean, that was huge. You know, nice and response. Even, really nice response. Good response. Even at 14-7, to seven, I know your defense had a lot to do with that, but, you, you know, you went into the half um, 14-10 came right out, added another field goal because he had the ball at the end of the half after a big stop at the half. But, you know, it was good good to see, but it was definitely a kind of a step-back game for Mac. I thought it was his worst game of the, the season. I, you know, I think he I'll take it, though. Of his, I'll, I'll take it, yeah. I'll, I'll take, take it. a game where you where he struggles. Um, I don't know if that was the Chargers, you know, giving him fits or he just had a bad game. I think it's more he had a bad game. But for him to keep his head on straight and come back and help him win at the end, you know, you got to keep stacking see, up real uh, yeah. W's, not not uh, you know feel good W's. So I'll take that all day all day long. Yeah, and, and it was to good to point, see. Go ahead. It was good to see, especially like you don't. It's hard to count on Mac playing great every single game, and then when you you know you finally win one where he you know his worst game of the year. That's a good sign. I said it against Miami when he came out. He threw for two eighty. His first game, seventy percent of his passes. Like you know, you can't waste those efforts. Right. I mean, that's what you expect to see. I thought yesterday, last night was what you expect to see against Miami week one. And then there was a total opposite. I mean, again, this team's a few good plays away from being, you know, first in the division. But again, to raise point, mental mistakes. Yeah, they've been full of them all season long. But just finally on the Mac Jones stuff, those big plays just to isolate a couple of them. Uh, the third and one that sprint out to Myers seems like it's becoming a pretty legitimate mm-hmm. weapon for them when they need it. Uh, and that two point conversion to Myers to make it a seven point game was big, was big at the time. Um, you make him come down and, um, you know, score an actual touchdown. So, uh, you know, those were, those were clutch plays for Mac after like we've you know talked about not having a good day, but I think the day does belong to the defense, specifically Adrian Phillips, who's your player of the game, two interceptions, one, one for a touchdown. Great um, interception. Great pick. I mean, he's been sneaky, quietly good for them since last for two years season. now. Yeah, he was yeah, playing linebacker. He was playing linebacker last year, and out of necessity because they had nobody. And he's just that typical Belichick guy. It reminds me when they grabbed Harrison. I'm not saying he's is good, but it just has that feel to it. The way they they were the way they're using him. He yeah. rushes a quarterback. He he is on run defense, and now he's covering tight ends. Yeah, pay that man his money. But so and Herbert looks. I don't know. He looks shook. He looked. Uh, like that he was the, the I think that was doing. confused as fuck. Is what it looked like. I got some stats to back this up. Ooh, Billy stats. Twenty-three career starts. He's thrown uh, two interceptions four times in twenty-three career starts. Twice against the Patriots. The only team he didn't throw a uh, touchdown against in every start he had last year. The New England Patriots, forty-five to nothing beat down. So I mean, I think it's just Belichick has his number. I don't know if it, if it, Herbert's a head case, but I I didn't think. That was on him. I thought the Patriots defense came to play. I thought Matt, Matt Judon was all over him all game. Every time he dropped back, he Matt Judon was right there. A uh, sack and a half there, and he could have had more. Him and Barmore got one late in the game, too. That <laughs> pretty I mean, good yeah, Barmore right looks there. like he's stud, Raymond. I, I, yeah, that defense just looks nasty. They're kind of trying to come back into their uh, ways. You know, you've got Belichick's fingerprint all over that shit. The guys do it. Like, Matthew Judon, he's not going to lay up the stat sheet, but he's going to make all the plays to get to the quarterback for someone else, like sticking up the middle or going on the outside edge, you know, taking up the tackles or whatever so that someone else gets freed. It is just great to see this defense flourishing right now. 
And Matt Judon, too. I think he too. has lighted up the stacks. stat sheets. How many? He's what does he have? Seven and a half? Does he have eight? No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying he still does the little stuff that you're right. not getting on the stat sheet. He does all yeah. that. Like, if you watch him every play because he stands out with those red sleeves and the number nine, you just watch him. He just does the little things. Like, he takes the double team on so someone else has a, a clear well, yeah. shot the quarterback every time. It, same thing with uh, Barmore. Like they're 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 um integrating him more and more into this yeah. defense right now and he's he's showing it. I mean he's stout against the run and now he can get after the quarterback. He's at he's in that like two ninety row mode like um Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's two ninety nine. I mean not saying obviously I'm not trying to compare, but it's the same body type and, and where they have him run rushing up the middle. They used to do that with Trey Flowers in his early years too. They used to rush him up the middle on third down to go after the quarterback and. I like what I see. I mean, it, it, you know, Ty Warren days, you know, those are the type of guys that Belichick drafted early in the, in the first dynasty. I yeah. mean, look at Ty Warren. They, they're pretty much identical. Those two yeah. right now, Barmore. And he could have been, he could be a steal in that second, he's that second round where you've been, you've been struggling in the second round and you might've hit on this one. This draft class, last two draft classes have been uh, playing pretty good. I mean, Duggar has been Duggar, I think, up yeah. and down, but, uh, and you know, he's, he's a Patrick Chung mole. He's, he can he is susceptible to getting burnt in the in the passing game, which he was a couple times this game. Uh, but before we get to the sucky players on the defense, I just I was reading up on it a little bit, and it felt like to your point of confusing Herbert. You know that 2014 defense always comes to mind when you talk about you know the best certainly on this end end of the Patriots dynasty. I don't think they compare to the 0304 defense with you know those guys, but. They were faint. They, what they love to do is that bracket coverage, giving Revis a one-on-one and, and letting Browner and, and McCordy, whoever else, play over top. And what I was reading up on this game is what they did with Herbert was did that, but they switched up who they bracketed. So it was Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So they would just switch up whoever J.C. Jackson was going one-on-one on. So every series, Herbert would have to relearn that. It doesn't sound like that big of a thing to figure out, like who's got one-on-one coverage, especially if you're five or six plays into a into a, a series. But he struggled with it, and you know you got to give credit to the Patriots; they were switching it up, and uh, that defense has enough um, creativity, experience, knowledge. Uh, say what you want about Hightower and Vinoy and the, their lack of uh, maybe lost the step or haven't made enough plays, but the intelligence I think is kind of coming through in games like Tampa to an extent. Uh, and certainly this game against Herbert. Yeah, and they went into a lot of zone defense too. I think Herbert after the game said we didn't expect them to go there. It was Staley. It was one of the two. I'm not sure, but it was Herbert. They said, yeah. yeah, they said after the game, he's like, oh, we weren't expecting that. I mean, just then it's like it seemed like they were already in his head before even the game even started. I mean, you got to expect everything. And it's just, I don't know if it's just the mantra of Bill Belichick on the sidelines, but there's something, you know, and, it, and it's just Bill just shutting down another rookie, you know, second year wide. Uh, quarterback i mean their defense was and rookie coach was great. let's not, let's coach, not yeah. avoid that yeah. he, he fucking owns rookie coach i think he's like 23 and 6 against rookie coaches is he a rookie, rookie coach yeah oh yeah he's like yeah sorry yeah it was the uh, rams defensive coordinator yeah. yeah yeah okay real quick let's talk about who sucked and i don't we we got Taylor Mills. Stop, <laughs> kind of have to stop blaming him because he's not a number two cornerback in the nfl and you know people teams are taking advantage of him he can't high place a ball. Neither can JC Jackson that well, by the way. Their two corners don't know how to play a ball that's high against the wide receiver that's tall. Because it's short. I guess. Average. But you look, these are like the most dude, gifted athletes in the world. I was thinking about this yesterday watching the game. Go back and watch his jump. Like, fucking Ray has more vertical than what they get on that. I get. I guess because they're not expecting it and their momentum's going away. I'm sure some fucking nerd can tell me why they're not jumping high, but I guarantee they got a 40 inch vertical in the fucking gym and they just don't have that uh, wherewithal when they're in the play to be able to explode and break up plays like that. But anyway, off a tangent, Jalen Mills, (laughs) the trade deadlines today, as this is released, I would love to see him address that cornerback position. I know that they've signed a couple guys, but there are a couple guys Brian out Poole, there. I think they just brought in. Yeah, yeah but these yeah. are like practice squad guys or interchangeable guys for blows. That's it. You need a number they, one cornerback. If they want to do, I think they want to do something. Look, they be, spent 175 million yeah. guaranteed in the off season. No, I know. I, I find it hard to believe that they'll go do more, but I don't know. I don't know. I never. You can never count them out. And if Bill Belichick's looking at this and saying, "I got two years, three years, five years left," and you know, we have a chance. I don't know. I, I th- that's clearly where they need help because Jalen Mills is playing out of position and getting taken advantage of. Yeah. I mean, again, he should either be a safety or, or more in the slot and out of necessity, 
with Gilmore. Or matchup guy. Done. That's what he was doing in Philly. Yeah. They were placing place him everywhere. He was, he was not bad. He was an inside bad guy, in, wasn't he, Billy? I thought, too. Well, well yeah, that's he's, what, Bill, he's that's what Belichick brought him in here for. Let's be yeah. honest. He thought Stephon Gilmore is coming back, and he could put Jalen Mills wherever he wanted him on the defense to be his little wild card, and we know how he likes to do that with guys. Uh, but it just hasn't worked out that way. They can't trust Juwan Williams on the outside. They can't trust Michael Jackson, he, he, uh, or anyone else. They Miles signed that kid Bryan, from Baltimore I, who hasn't seen the fucking field. Sean, yeah, he's got a, con- he's got a concussion. Yeah. He's out. Pussy. So I just, you know, uh, that's certainly a place that we need, you know, start looking at, uh, maybe not for the next couple games, uh, before we get to the, this, um, stretch coming up that looks pretty favorable at this point for the Patriots, uh, real quick, let's touch on that running game and the offensive line. Do we think? It's quote unquote fixed 140 yards and one touchdown for the Patriots running against basically the worst run defense in the NFL. Um, a winner over there at right tackle. He should be basically just be given the MVP right now because Mac Jones, although he still got bloody yesterday and got hit a couple of times. Uh, after the one, whistle. One, after sack, the whistle. one sack and he took a bullshit. Um, yeah. Roughing call. That was, that was a beat, maybe two beats late off that fucking whistle, but uh, I don't know. What do you think of the offensive line and the run game, wherever you want to take it, Raymond? Uh, everything's good except for Isaiah Wynn. That guy still looks lost as fuck as left, at left tackle. I think everything else. Another holding left, penalty today. They're third in the league in holding penalties, I think. Yeah, I everything from left guard over to the right tackle is great. That left tackle position, Isaiah Wynn, god-awful. I don't think he deserves to be there. I think if you could make another trade deadline deal, bring him over a left tackle that's more experienced and put him over at right tackle, I would be happy with that. Yeah, if they address, like, I think that, uh, you know, moving forward the next year or two, whether it's free agency, more likely in the draft, where they like to get their alignment, uh, a proper left tackle, a franchise left tackle should be in their sights. I don't think wins bad, but I think certainly he would be a better player as a left guard, maybe even that right tackle spot. But if you can go get a young left tackle, that's legitimate. Then now you're looking real good with win, a win, and some young, some young guy left tackle. Honestly, if fucking Trent Brown could get healthy, I mean that that might be. Honestly, he played 2018. He's your left tackle, right? The, when Soldier left, the world's worst calf injury is keeping Trent Brown off the field. For, for like uh, two and years. then, real quick, let's shit on Josh McDaniels because everybody else is. Uh, clearly, I'm talking specifically about the series at the end of the first half. The uh, ball on the one yard line, third down. And fourth down, you throw it twice. The fourth down play is a fade to Jacoby Myers, who's never caught a touchdown in his career. Is I don't know six one, maybe not even. Probably if you're gonna throw a fade, I'm throwing it honestly. And as much as I hate his guts, I'm throwing a fade into Kill Harry. (laughs) Hey, you know where I'm? You know when I'm throwing a fade? Never. I'm or never Hunter throwing Henry. a fucking fade. Run, 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 run. Oh, I we I texted you guys. I we were texting. I said this is the worst play calling I've ever seen. Like this is. What pathetic. do you think's up with McDaniel's though, Bill? Uh, earlier in the season, they're at the 18 yard line. They give Brandon Bolden the ball two times in a row. We crush him for it. Now they're at the one yard line against the worst run defense in the league, and they don't give it to Damian Harris, who has proven to be a top five, six, seven, eight back in the league right now. Um, do you think he's just in his own head? Uh, is he trying to get too cute? Is he just lost as such in the red zone? Is the team too new? Can we expect them to get better? Because he's been he's asked backwards right now as the season well, is, comes to the point. He also doesn't have Brady um, at the line of scrimmage telling him to basically go fuck himself. I'm running whatever the fuck I want. I think that's a that's a big thing of it. But no, it's like he's kind of lost his little touch. You know, I think. Excuse me. He's listened to the noise. Like we've been hammering on him for not going forward on fourth down and then finally it's like his red zone offense has been in question for the last two years and now it's there's not an excuse that it's cam newton behind center i mean you have he went out and spent 80 million dollars on two tight ends including hunter henry right. who, sh- who should be a red zone target and again if you're going to throw a fade route hunter henry and Nikhil harry guys with speed size that you got not jacoby myers who hasn't caught a touchdown pass in his entire life or run the ball like that's you're getting trying to get too cute and like it makes no sense you you had 140 yards rushing including a lot in the first half you were burning you were gashing them in the first half you had the chance you could have fucking ran it in with mac jones he could have sneaked it right in behind david andrews the, the play was there and it's just why it just you just gave away points and i think it would be exemplified more if they lost because you're looking at that 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 sequence third yeah. fourth down is what cost you the game you're lucky that you had adrian phillips fucking pick six to basically win you the game and then you had a mac jones finally you 
came together on a drive where they weren't trying to score a touchdown and they did just what they want to do. And they gashed them on the ground and it was game over. If you didn't, that, that sequence was that bad. And it's, it's not, it's not talked about as much as it should be because they won. Well, to Ray's point, it wasn't a perfect game. You know, you, you, let's call that at least let's call that seven points you gave up. Right, that should be a touchdown from the one Nick Folks automatic. The Kendrick Bourne fumbles at least three. That's Can you say points. that again, Nick Folks automatic. Wow, who would have thought we'd ever say that? He's forty six of forty nine of in field goals since last year, and Don't the only worry. one he's missed this year is fifty six yarder against Tampa in the rain. Never should have wait, kicked it. Wait till we'll be uh, in Carolina when he misses everything. <laughs> the fucking food is we'll shit. But I think he's missed like we'll two. Extra, he's missed like two extra points. He's but missed dude, a couple extra points. But my, yeah. my greater point here, and we'll move on, is they left at least ten points on the board. And again, you know, you can't do that if you want to be a good team. And I think the point here is we need to start stop judging them against a good team. They are an okay team that's getting better and that's it. And, that, and I think that this was a good step for him and a good game for him. Let's hope they can keep some momentum and let's hope Josh McDaniels can pull his fucking head out of his ass and understand how to handle the red zone moving forward, because moving forward, beautiful segue. You're looking at, you're looking at a pretty nice little run here, potentially mm-hmm. if you don't fuck it up, you got, I'll just, let's just run through the schedule like we do every week and uh win loss here. You got the Panthers with no, probably no Sam Darnold who has a concussion. But even if they do have Sam Darnold, he's seeing ghosts. Can we talk about morons? What are you doing? What are you doing running with your head up like that? No, Sam Darnold. Did you see his hit? Did you see him get? Oh, go go look back on a design quarterback. Oh. Oh yeah, he got his head taken off. Good, <laughs> dude. His helmet, actually came, seeing ghosts. his helmet came up over his nose, like one oh, of those. That's a like, good one. Oh yeah, Bill, you got to win. You got to win against the Panthers in Carolina that you're not going to be at. Bitch. Yes, yes. Uh, see you there, Ray. See you there, Browns. Uh, who win? Did, did not look good. Can I do the stats, Stat Boy? Oh, sorry. Here's my stats. They did not look good in Pittsburgh. I'm gonna injured. They're injured. Odell Beckham, one catch. That guy is, you know, gone. Bye bye. People shit on his chest, and they should. Uh, they just don't look right. Can't get right. The Cleveland Browns. You got them in two weeks. You think they're still kind of wounded ducks at that point? You got them as a win. I'm gonna yes. put them in as a loss. I'm gonna give them a well, loss. Because you're a cunt. I have a win. Fair enough. Uh, the Falcons. They stink. They lost to the Donald less uh, Donald concussed Carolina Panthers. Uh, and Calvin Ridley is taking a mental health year. What so. the fuck is up with that? That is crazy. Just walking away. Here's my. That's a, that's the second guy. Lane Johnson Bye-bye. did it for Philly too, but he came back. Yeah, Lane he's, Johnson he's, likes to have fun, so that makes. He's sense. gonna be traded in the offseason. He'll come back losing. better than ever. You got a win against the Falcons. I think it's in Atlanta, right? Yeah, and it's Thursday night. It's a quick turnaround game. Ooh, that's true. Ooh, win. Win. Uh, Titans, no Derrick Henry, even though they have not six ruled him out for weeks. the season. But they, six uh, to ten weeks. Six to ten weeks in a foot surgery. Uh, now without Derrick Henry, but with Adrian Peterson. I'm sorry for your fantasy team, Bill, even though we don't care. Uh, that turns into a – I was seven given an automatic one. loss for the Patriots and 750,000 yards given up. But now, I don't know. If you don't Wait. have Derrick Henry, what does this Titans team look like? Yeah, you got – Julio sucks. game without sucks. AJ Brown had 150 yards, two touchdowns this week. The, the one thing to worry about, they're, they're running backs now. Adrian Peterson has a, and a Jeremy McNichols is, I, I believe, the, the true backup to Derrick Henry. And again, he's more of your James White type running back. They're, they're in trouble. It's all in Ryan Tannehill's hands. I mean, they're not in trouble because they're in the AFC South. I mean, you got yeah, the Texans. It's, you got it's the easy Colts, when you, you have Derrick Henry. It's easy to be a good quarterback when you have Derrick Henry back there. Let's see how it is. You know, we saw this Ryan Tannehill. We saw this Ryan Tannehill in Miami, yep. right? But AJ yeah. Brown, though, oof. was nasty. Triple team him. Uh, but that, <laughs> that to the greater point, and we'll talk about it more on the Wednesday show and, the, and just the NFL. But that AFC is just wide open. I mean, the Bills off a of bye week were struggling with Miami. So, you know, I don't know where you have them in your power rankings this week, Raymond, but uh, I would drop them from where I had them, which was like second or third. They don't look that great anymore. I just think it's it's just a, it's a wide open canvas right now. The Patriots with a 500 record have put themselves in a position to be a part of it, where two weeks ago it didn't look like that was the case. So, yeah, you're sitting at the eight seed. Them. You're sitting in the eight seed right now behind the Chargers at four and three. You do have the tiebreaker there. And right now you can run, if you run this gauntlet and go five and oh, six and oh in this stretch, 
that we're kind of looking at and then face that you have the Colts. I mean, these are all games before you get into the, the toughest part of your schedule, week 13, week 16, where you run into the Bills. So, I mean, these are all games you got to win going in. You, you you stack up three, four, five wins in a row to going into that Bills game. I mean, that, well, if you that's... think it's going to take 10 wins, if you think it's 10 and seven is is getting into the playoffs, wherever that is, seven. I say six, 11 eight. and I say 11 and six because I, 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 I have a little faith in Kansas City, who is behind you right now. I, I think they're going to. Well, even to the point, though, Bill, if Kansas City is going to come back, they're going to beat up on some AFC teams because of the schedule. So 10 and six is what most people think is going to take. That's going to take you going six and three for the rest of the time. Your last two games are against Miami and the Jags. You got this four game run and then your other three are against the two bill against the Bills and one against the Colts. So, yeah. And after watching Carson and after watching Carson Wentz play, I know we're going to get into this uh, Wednesday show, but that interception was Oh, fucking bad. They're, they're so lucky to bad. even get into overtime, right? That was in the fourth quarter. That set up. Yeah, that's, that Titans defense shit the bed Oof. in that last drive against Colts. Anyway, that's our Patriots talk. Um, next up, we have uh, some NFL trade deadline that we want to get into. Uh, the Rams have picked up Von Miller for two draft picks. They have no draft picks, I think, for four or five years. Yeah, they're long. late. They're second, second and third. third. <laughs> Second so, or third round picks. I'm going to try this. We're going to try this yeah. again. Hold on. We're going to get into the big names coming up here in the deadline and how they associate to the Patriots right after this. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Sounds like you have mental problems, man. Yeah, you got mental problems, man. Yeah, it really does. What did, no, I'm just going to put something in there. This is what... Afternoon what, delight. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're supposed to look that up. Fuck, I was supposed to bring the lyrics to that. Well, I'll figure it out after. Uh, here's your big names. Deshaun Watson, Xavier Howard, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Odell Beckham Jr., Marcus May from the Jets, Robbie Anderson, Miles Jack. Uh, and here's who I, I don't know, you can tell me, Patriots should or have been linked to in rumors. Xavier Howard, Brandon Cooks, Akeem Hicks, who landed on a list I saw, Miles Jack, who I would love, Andre Dillard, who was a tackle of, on the Eagles, and uh, Marlon Mack as a running back depth position. Where do you where do you see uh just stick with the Patriots here, Raymond? Where do you see them in the trade deadline today as this is released? Xavier Howard. That's the only possible thing that you should go out and do. I mean, you have trouble with uh, Jalen Mills as your second cornerback. Go out there and get a surefire uh, cornerback that you know can play the the position very well. Go out there and get him. Uh, that'd be a great pairing with JC Jackson, too. That'd be a shutdown yeah, yeah. defense you could have. I just don't see it happening just because it's in the division. I don't think Brian Flores is, regardless of what his relationship is with Bill Belichick, I don't think Stephen Ross is signing off on Xavier Howard going, going from Miami to to New England. Yeah, I just it's I just first, don't see what it. if it's a first round pick? That's sure. I mean, another I, I, first I would, rounder. They can go out and get the quarterback of the future because you know two is not the guy anymore. Can, I mean, I would do it. I, I floated the idea. I said I would do it first, but I think you can look elsewhere. Denver's got one fuller, I think, out there in Denver who's who's pretty disgruntled. You could probably get him for a lot cheaper than moving to first. You could probably get him for a fourth or fifth round. Brandon Cooks, I don't see. I don't mm-hmm. think he's he's going anywhere. The Texans I mean, said they want to build around Brandon Cooks. Which is not – it's not bananas, but, I mean, his numbers are pretty legit. Anyways, Miles Jack should be the guy. I, I, I like Miles Jack. I think him and Matt Judon could form a pretty pretty good punch because you're not getting shit out of Winovich who's on IR. Josh Uche kind of fell off the map, you know, and, and Van Noy and Hightower. I mean, you could probably get by with what you have in the secondary if you could share up your linebacker spot, truthfully. If you can get a little bit more pass rush out of anyone outside of Matt Judon, you're, you're kind of golden there. And I think Miles Jack's the guy to do it in Jacksonville, and he is miserable, end quote. Yeah, and he's so good if he's engaged. I just look at it from two perspectives. Number one, I don't put it past Bill Belichick to go out there and make a big splash. He's done it before. Um, the Akeem Tlaib deal, which was a fourth-round pick, I believe, was a sixth. Mm-hmm. Fourth. A fourth. Um, yep. Obviously, that changed the tides for the Patriots for a couple years running, and that's the type of move on defense that I would expect them to see, not just because they need it this year, but 
JC Jackson's going to look to get paid, and I don't think they want to pay him because nope. he's not a number one, and he's going to get paid number, like a number one. And I don't think they want to do that. So, yeah, maybe, Bill, the Dolphins don't want to trade him in division, but it's not the Jets. It's not like Patriots-Jets relationship where that's May, never May, happening. May would look real good in a Patriots uniform. That's yeah, a guy. and that's not happening. So uh, I don't know if the Dolphins feel that way. They got shitty fucking ownership. If they get the right deal, I think they'll move him. And if Howard forces his hand, I also think that'll move him. And he's getting paid $14 million a year for the next two years. Wants more, a, though. He's got a guarantee next year, and he's got a couple fake years at the end. And he's 28 years old. That's a perfect guy right now for the Patriots. I don't know if they can pull it off. I don't know if they will. Probably not. Mac is another guy. Their linebacking core. You just laid it out, Bill. They need help. They need guys for the future. He's less than 28. What is he? 26 or something? He's only been yeah. in the league for four or five years. Um, I'd love to see that, but let's be realistic. They spent $250 million in the offseason. They're probably not going to spend any a lot more money. I don't think they can cap wise. They would have to do so. Well, they move Gil. They move Gilmore. That freed up what seven and a half million, seven million on caps and cap space. His cap number was what sixteen million. Yeah, and they brought in Collins, which was nothing. So, I, by the way, where the fuck is Jamie Collins? Nowhere. Nowhere. He sucks. I love uh, to Miles see Jack is twenty five years old. Oh, I'd love to see it. Uh, I don't think you see anything like that. Akeem Hicks is also getting paid a shit ton of money. Love Akeem Hicks. I put Andre Dillard on there because I would like to see some um, linebacking depth, or I'm sorry, offensive line depth. Um, And he's a a, a tackle that, no. If if win or a win will go down, we're fucked. Good luck, Mac. Dude, I've been saying a winnow on right tackle since Brown went down and it finally took him till what last week to do it. It's like, what the hell, man? I, I understand trying to fix a problem by with creating another problem. That's one of those things they don't like, but um Ference or whoever the fuck they brought in for Miami, the center that they have at guard right now, or you know, Karras. the Karras. I don't I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, Ted Karras, who's starting at left guard now. I mean Guy's a center. He could he could slide over. And if you really needed to get too creative, you could have put fucking David Andrews there who played who could play there too. So I mean there, there was other options. Yeah, they waited too long for that to happen. Um Deshaun Watson, yes or no? Is he getting moved? No. Uh, again, because of the 22 sexual assault cases against him. 22. I think he's trying he's trying to settle. Peter King laid it out today. If he had just said, Hey, here's three million dollars, paid him all off, took his six game suspension, he'd be he'd be playing right now, or get he would already got traded, yeah. which is what he wanted. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, the a lot of people are saying this is gonna be a more of a quiet deadline compared to years past in the NFL, but Von Miller going for a couple couple draft picks was a good way to start it off. I don't know. I'd like he's to see some fireworks. Dude, that Rams team now, they're going for it. Good for them. They have now, no draft picks next year, pretty much. They got to win. They got to win this gotta year because they're fucked moving forward. Aaron Donald, to Von Miller. The team and, in a year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, because you better Ramsey. win. Jalen Ramsey, win. Aaron, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald, the two of the highest paid players in the league. Matthew Stafford's going to want to get another contract up here soon. I think he's up after this year or next year. I think he's got one more year left. He's going to want to get paid. So, I mean, there's some guys that you got to replace your left tackle, Andrew Whit- Whitworth. He's out. You know, he's 40 years old. You, you, they got some holes and no money to do it or draft picks. They're going to be yeah. terrible in the next couple of years. Well, yep. this is why they, they sold out to win. Good. No, no, that's good what I'm for, saying. Good for them. I mean. But if they don't it, win the Super Bowl this year, it's a fucking all for nothing. It's got to pay off. Yep, yeah. yeah, it has to. Um, all right. Well, next up, we have the Bruins uh, winning in shootouts. Charlie Coyle with a uh, nice little win. We'll get to that right for this. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Sounds like you have mental problems, man. Yeah, you got mental problems, man. No, that's Bill's. That's Bill. That's what Bill's gonna do for the song. (laughs) That's what Bill's gonna do. Uh, Billy Bruins. uh, What do you think? What did you think of the game? Coyle ends it with a fucking. Sick. sick yeah it, it's sick good to see the penalties good to see him get on the on the board but you don't got your power play is not look good Olmark looked real good against florida which you know there were six and oh seven and oh going in you know they were undefeated so it's nice to kind of bounce back this week you had a couple bad games bad losses that you need to come back and it was good you still need you saw him shake him up you move pasta down you move uh craig smith came back but you're seeing some line shufflings now so i mean they're trying to get something going 
you know, they, they, I think the biggest thing with the Bruins is they need to figure out their goalie situation. Just ride the hot hand things, just not really working. They got to figure out who's going to, who's going to start and who's going to be your backup right now. I mean, right now I'd probably put my, you know, Olmark should kind of the way he's been playing. No, it's not too good. We just got to get to February, Billy. That's all we got to do. <laughs> well, the goalies have shown up and you're I, you know, we were talking about this last show or the show before they have to assign these guys roles. It's like the Celtics under Brad Stevens. No one was given a role. No one knew what the fuck to do. And Bruins, the, they goalies need to be given their role so they can get their minds right and get set. But goalie was not their problem lately. Let me give you some bad stats. Uh, in the NHL, they're only one of five teams with a high danger goal, which my, to my knowledge is a goal that was put on net and you kind of pound it through there. So they're not putting enough pucks on net and close to, to the goal. You, Insert Irene joke. There it is. Uh, <laughs> McAvoy, uh, Marchand, and Taylor Hall had zero shots in the last game. Not what you want to see. They're only averaging 41 shots per 60 minutes on the power play. You just mentioned not good power play 28th in the NHL, 4.8 goals per 60. That's 25th in the NHL, 2.6 power plays per game. That's fourth fewest in the NHL and the power play has been the lifeline of this Bruins team for the last several years with Pasternak and Marshan. Uh, and by the way, Pasternak two, two fuck, David Pasenak. If that guy doesn't have line mates who are the best in the NHL, he is a cavern of fucking nothing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't extend myself for David Pasenak. He's soft as pudding shit and doesn't just doesn't know how to fucking play without someone. We're going to agree to disagree on this one because we're going to get in a fight. <laughs> Bullshit. Why? He doesn't wait. Where is he? Where is he? Where where's is he? The, where's the Langevin line anyways? He lifted up. He Where's never line, lifts Bill? his team. He's just along for the fucking ride. Land, I'm what? sick of fucking David Pasternak. Langevin line? Yeah, because you call it the erection line. They're like the Langevin line because they're lipping around. They're no-showing. <laughs> nice self-burn there, Raymond. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. We don't have to get too heated on the Bruins. It's very early. Uh, but McAvoy, I think, needs to be more of an impactful player. I think they're trying to get him to be more of an offensive, impactful player. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just watch the David Pasenak to start this year. And, you know, we, you know where he I He always starts slow, though. He, does he start slow every year? He has slow everything, right? And then he'll go with a flurry and have a couple hat tricks and bust 12 to 20 goals in fucking 18 games, and everyone will call him the next Ovechkin. And then he'll fucking disappear for another three or four weeks. Playoffs. And then the playoffs come and he hurts his tummy. Celtics. Oh, don't don't turn this around oh. on my fucking Celtics, Bill. When you know you're wrong, <laughs> you're wrong. It's nice segue though. Celtics <laughs> suck again. They're on behind me, and they are losing by five. What do you know? Uh, lost to the Wizards again in double overtime. Again, key moment for me. Up six in the first overtime. Jason Tatum had some nice plays in the first overtime to start. And they went three or four possessions without scoring half of those without putting a fucking shot up. They don't but know they, how to win. Jason Tatum, flat out, no questions asked, sucks with the ball in his hand in a game on the line. Jalen Brown's the guy that hit the shot that sent it to overtime. Yep. I, I don't know. Same story every day. Although I will say this, they played hard that game. They did play hard. They just, both teams did the same thing. It got down to the last three or four minutes, and it was either Bradley Beal or Dinwiddie Dinwiddle trying to go one on one. And on the other side, Jason. Oh, Tatum I forgot they got him. Go one -on -one. Mm -hmm. I'd love um, fucking Dinwiddie. He actually hits big shots. He was a Celtics killer when he was on Brooklyn for a little. He didn't. He dropped. He dropped fifty again when Kyrie was out that first year. Right? Was yeah, it that? Him was and that the him other or? guy that's on Indiana now, who's a Slavert. Oh, yeah. Cassius a little bit. Yeah. No, it did this out. They shot like two for 30 from three or whatever. At some point, was it that game? for 19 from the three and just two for 26. Two for 26. At some point, don't you, as a coach, don't you say, hey, guys, can you drive to the hoop a little bit? I know the foul calls have changed, but you guys are two for 26. Can you at least please drive to the hoop? Dude, I can burp all I want. It's a fucking guy show. Nobody likes to hear that. I'll just say this, right? From a, their offense sucks. Their offense scheme, their offensive scheme sucks. It's 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 a motion scheme. Pick up pick up top, and then try and find the mismatch and go one on one. Now, to their credit, I guess most of the NBA is like this now, and it's kind of turned into a pretty shitty product, frankly. I, you, but can't you adjust? 
can't you fucking adjust? You're a new coach. You're doing the same shit as the old coach, and your players are not good one-on-one. Jason Tatum sucks one-on-one. Jason Tatum developed a back-to-the-basket game on the post. He would be very, very good. If he eliminated the dribble drive from his from his game and just went back to the basket, got himself down there, got a couple pump fakes in his game, and drew fouls that way, he would be an excellent player. But he can't dribble drive, and that's what they're relying on, and it's not good. It's not good enough, It's and it's infuriating to watch. But more importantly, it's the same shit. They just don't know how to close, right? They don't know how to win. They don't. They're, they got the loser mentality. By now, these uh, the Jays are reaching that time in their career where they should be turning the page and being these uh, guys leading by example, being able to take over games. They're not doing that. Uh, Jalen Brown is the only bright spot of this whole franchise right now. Jason Tatum, if you could get fucking 12 first-round picks for him, I'd fucking send his ass away because he does not get it. He has a loser mentality. These guys idolize Kobe Bryant, and they always want to be like him and uh, mold their game around Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant had a killer mentality. That's why they call him the Black Black Mamba. He fucking could dice. He could take a game over. He calls he could, himself the Black Mamba. Well, called. everyone calls him the call. Called. Yeah, but he could take the game over. He could close out games. He could do it all. These guys, why don't they start looking at the fourth quarter of Kobe Bryant and what he used to be able to do? <clears throat> he just Someone, made $400 million. Body armor just got bought by Coca-Cola. Kobe's cut us at 400 mil. <laughs> you mean Vanessa? Um, Whatever. someone did this exercise about because they're all Jason Tatum wants to be Kobe Bryant and blah blah blah. And you know, when do most players win in their NBA career? And they said, you know, someone said, uh, when did you know, it took Kobe a little bit of time to get there. Kobe won his fourth year in the league, granted, with, he had Sha- Shaq. with Shaq, yeah. Shaq was 29, so it's around that 28, 20, 27, 28, 29 where these guys finally kind of break through. So whatever, if you want to wait three or four or five more years, that's what it's going to take for Tatum and Brown. Cause they're 24 and 23 years old or 24. Well, hopefully it take 25. that one to wake the fuck up because they need to wake up. They need to fucking slap in the face and wake the fuck up. It's just, it's fascinating to me watching these kids play basketball. And I guess maybe it's just cause we're getting older and it, the, how transparent their play is that everyone says not to do like, don't be a ball hog. Don't be a hero ball player. And then you get out there and you're like, you're watching them play. It's like, this is exactly what you're doing. Don't you like, don't you know, this is not what you're supposed to do. Like, can't you be better? The fundamentals guess- are gone. The fundamentals are gone. All it is is now they want to idolize Steph Curry and just jack up threes all the fucking time. But now. Steph Curry won a lot. And, well, I'm just saying, back when we were if you kids, watch it wasn't Steph that. Curry it was play, yes, he's the greatest shooter in NBA history, and yes, he launches from the logo and dribbles out of it. But if you watch Steph Curry play, he's a fucking awesome basketball player. He knows how to work an offense. He knows how to defeat a, a – well, yeah, he's 6'3 and 100 pounds. He can't hold up Offensively, he sucks. Yeah. But that's not a fundamental standpoint. It's a size standpoint. Offensively, he's not just the guy that jacks shitty threes. He knows how to run an offense and get his shot up and win. So nobody should try and be Steph Curry because they can't. It's like trying to be Jordan or Kobe. You can't. It's just frustrating to watch. What's, uh, the, score that. What's the score real quick? Uh, it's 46 to 37. Bulls are currently winning. On a 15-0 run. Okay. <laughs> this has been the Seven Mind Sports Show. Fat <laughs> Tuesday edition, November 2nd. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye-bye. 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 Jalen Brown, two points. Suck it, Ray. 15-2 run. No, I just saw the thing on Twitter come up. Like, oh, Bulls are on a 15-0 run right now. Whatever, man. I stayed. I watched that goddamn. I was pretty drunk watching that goddamn game in second overtime. And I was watching on my computer because I was doing something in the kitchen. And, and your text almost sent me over the edge. I remember what it was. What night was that? Saturday night? Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't remember anything. I think you said you're going to eat the fucking cookie, right, Rich? And I... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the cookie. It was not even 30 seconds after the game ended. And I... Uh... Cookie, cookie, cookie! <laughs> My wife yelled at me. Because the one was coming out of your mouth? Fuck you, Ray!
Women's